Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture, featuring your hosts, Lane Stipe and DJ Pin Hollow. This is Nerd Talk Ellipse. What's up, everybody? This is Nerd Talk Ellipse episode 10. Thanks for joining us. My name is Lane. My name is Deej. And as always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. Marvel and DC Comics, specializing in CW's Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. To Harry Potter, The Walking Dead, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, folks. And today on our show, we are going to be talking about the latest and greatest in nerd news. As always, we've got Daredevil Season 1 finally added to our repertoire. um, And we're watching Season 2 week to week. We'll be talking about Captain America Civil War early reviews and excitement. Uh, we got the Han Solo prequel films finalist, the actor who's going to be possibly portraying Han Solo in the anthology films. The fucking awesome Doctor Strange trailer, and there's all, and the history of Doctor Strange. Um, we've got Spider-Man Homecoming and Michael Keaton rumors. Bullshit Negan theories. <laughs> And much more. <laughs> bullshit Negan theory. That's truth. There's truth in that because they're all bullshit. So without further ado, here comes Nerd News. It's time for the latest in Nerd News with Nerd Talkalypse. Alright everybody, this is Nerd News. This is everything we found this week in nerdy news. Um, we're going to start off with Walking Dead news. Go ahead, Lane. Theories, theories, theories. As we said last week, theorizing about who Negan kills in the season 6 finale has been deemed rather useless. According to the show's creators slash writers, but nevertheless, people still waste time. Not even the executive producer knows who Negan killed. Orange Crush Theory and why it had to be theories include... Wait, why it had to be. Theories include, there should be a comma. Yeah. <laughs> Theories include Daryl, Michonne, Aaron, Abe, Glenn, Rick, pretty much everybody that was in the group. There's they're all bullshit. There's for every goddamn person. Yeah, so. they're, all, they're all ridiculous, and they're not, I don't think any of them are legitimate. I don't think 
Except for except for Glenn. That's the only one I think is legitimate. No, there's even the one I saw that said why Rick is the one he killed. But we know for a fact it's not Rick or Carl because he specifically tells everybody. He says, if the boy starts crying, like he points back at the boy. Like if the boy starts crying, rip his other eye out and feed it to his father. Why would that? He would never have said that if Rick was the one he was killing. Right. You can't feed something to somebody that's getting their face crushed in. Right. So it cannot be Rick. It cannot. Yeah. So... Like I said, theories, 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 pointless. Um, so we got uh, Ezekiel and Shiva. They're new characters uh, for comic book fans out there. Um, you know, this is a, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but Ezekiel and Shiva have been teased by The Walking Dead on Instagram. Um, they're comic book characters. They're uh, they're highly anticipated, um, but apparently they're you know they're coming and they're either, they've either been cast or are in the process of being casted right now. Um, you can look up stuff about them, but they you know they were posted directly from the Walking Dead Instagram page. Ezekiel and Shiva will be there on you know in season seven, so that's really cool. Didn't a lot of people were speculating whether or not they were going to have Shiva, right? Um, but I think they can pull it off. They've they've done some crazier stuff. Oh so. yeah, they're gonna ha- they have yeah. I mean, you guys will learn if if you're not a comic book reader of these comics, you will not know who we're talking about. So, but they're awesome. Shiva's cool, so yeah. And apparently, the season six finale's director Greg Nicotero's parents are also outraged at the cliffhanger, and are not speaking to him because of it. <laughs> so his parents are not as happy. I'm not speaking to him either. <laughs> yeah, I refuse. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess they called him and was and just started bitching <laughs> but it was a cliffhanger so I don't know that's ridiculous but so Fear the Walking Dead has already been renewed for a third season next year um with 16 episodes which is crazy like they they're only on season 2 episode 2 just aired last night see that's good to me cuz we'll get into it but if if they make episodes like they did last night holy shit yeah that last night's episode was awesome the first First episode pulled in 8.8 million viewers for the premiere, which is pretty significant. It's like less than half of what The Walking Dead pulls in. So that's quite a bit of people. Yeah, it's still a lot of people. It obviously was enough for them to be like, all right, we can do a third season already without even having ratings for a finale in this right. one. So, but um, that's all. That's all I've been able to find really for Walking Dead news. We can get into the Negan theories um, here in a little bit. There's a lot of them, and they're all stupid. But. Um, all right, we're going to be getting into some DC Universe news. Well, actually, there's something I want to say about Walking Dead real fast. Okay. That last issue of The Walking Dead was pretty fucking crazy, you know. Did you read any of the stuff in the back? Like all the, like the, the letters they write in? No. Well, right in the beginning, it's funny because, uh, like... Uh, here, get it. We have it right here. Robert Kirkman's, like... Um, Robert Kirkman says something like, Oh, holy shit, that fucking episode of the, with Negan's first appearance fucking... How about Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Like, he says all that shit in there. Oh, from really? that comic book. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, let's 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 read it. Let's see. Yeah, it's before that. Yeah. It's the very, it's like the first of them. See, while everyone worries about Negan swinging Lucille, they tend to take their eyes off the fact that Negan will also fucking stab you. It doesn't make as big of a splash as a bat, but he's killed more people on panel with a knife than Lucille, so watch out, especially as he wanders uh, into the territory of some of the folks that love their knives as much as he does. If you're reading this on release day, you have recovered from Negan's big debut on the... T- oh, have you recovered on Negan's big debut on the TV show? That's pretty cool. So, holy crap, this issue is shipping a, 
after the finale to season six. Ha, huh. man. Oh, man. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, am I right? Seeing that scene come to life is one of the greatest joys of my life. Enjoy the summer and sp- and your wait for se- the season seven premiere. Luckily, you have Fear the Walking Dead and now the Preacher TV show to hold you over until... Walking Dead comes back, so enjoy these shows on AMC. But back to the comics. Yeah, that was it. Was just cool to me that uh, he's actually talking about the show in that comic, like yeah. at the end of the comic. I guarantee, so. dude, I guarantee that Robert Kirkman is thrilled as hell. Hell yeah. To see, you know, Egan. he he was perfectly happy with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so everybody else should be too. Yeah, and he's the guy who made him. You yeah. can't have, you can't get any better than that. You can't have, you know, what I mean, that'd be like. If Stanley comes up to me and says the Avengers was absolutely 100% perfect, then it kind of has to be. You right. have to accept Yeah, you that. can't. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect everything. But, all right. But we're going to move right into DC Universe news. This is uh, all on lane here. All right. Uh, Jared Leto actually spent time with institutionalized psychopaths to prepare for his role as the Joker in Suicide Squad, which is fucking awesome. Like, that is... Commitment. That's dedication and shit. Yeah, like he... Way. I read the whole article. They had a whole bunch of stuff about it. He, uh... I mean, he went in there and he talked to doctors. He talked to he talked to people that murdered people, hor- horrendous crimes. He said, just just to get into this like psychopath thing, and it's just I don't know. It's I am crazy. ready for him to be Joker. Man. I, I, I don't care too. what people say. He's they're gonna people are gonna love him. I know it. Right. Um, so uh, no, more some some more Suicide Squad news is that um, uh, rumors of Batman and Deadshot. Uh, are maybe rumbling in this movie. There's a interview here with Will Smith that they did. I um, what is this doing? Well, basically, he just says that. Oh, yeah, we could probably open it. But you can't transfer the audio to the. Yeah, that'd be cool. But he he basically. <laughs> If you didn't actually hear that, it's Will Smith talking. A guy asks him if he fights Batman. He goes, I don't know what I can say. He goes, but Batman does cross my path, and it's not pleasant. Right, so that's pretty interesting. I know that they have a little bit of a history together in the comics and things like that. And then in the on the same note, we have another thing down here. Uh, Bat- ben Affleck's Batman does make an appearance in this movie. And as you can see in the last trailer that we talked, we talked about it last week. But I guess there's like I guess he has a lot more screen time than everybody's kind of expecting. He said it's very satisfying um, the amount you know the amount of screen time he has and and all that stuff. That's so cool. it should be it should be cool because more Batfleck is always good. Well, in that trailer we see him two separate times. So right. Um, and I guess uh, Batman versus Superman is up to eight hundred million dollars world worldwide. I it's guess. up to a little bit more than that now. Yeah. I, I saw a thing earlier; it passed Spider Man yeah. as a worldwide. And I guess apparently Spider Man had a great amount of money made. I didn't know. Right. The first Spider Man with uh, Tobey Maguire, I'm pretty sure, is the one. Yeah, that's the one they're talking about. So we it's it's been spinning all over the web this week that the original cut for Batman versus Superman was four hours long, which Holy is. Shit ridiculous that's a lot I can't even imagine that that is uh, I love my Batman versus Superman but I don't know if I could sit through that four hours dude that's like that's at least two sitting maybe even three I know DC announces cinematic universe for Hanna-Barbera cartoon reboots that is crazy to think about man like that's the same news no that 
they're announced, they announced both a comic book universe and cinematic. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. If you, you guys know Hanna-Barbera or the old cartoons that we grew up watching, like Scooby-Doo, Flintstones. Uh, I don't Maybe the Jetsons, I'm Jetson. not sure. You know, Jetsons, you know, you know what I mean, the shows like that. And they're going to make comic books for them and shows for them, new shows, and DC's doing it. So. I think they're doing new, new movies. That'd be awesome. Yeah, shows, movies, whatever. Um but either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. The, the the Flintstones comic book looks weird, but looks really interesting. It's weird that it's DC. Like you know, the Flintstones are just gonna be chilling, eating dinosaur bone ribs, and then the Flash is gonna show up. Like holy shit! I didn't, <laughs> yeah. mean, I didn't mean to come back this far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that would be pretty weird. That'd be funnier than hell. I mean, like Fred Flintstone, just from this picture alone, just looks like Pebbles looks like she's pretty old, and Flintstone looks like he could be fucking Superman. He's huge. And those dinosaurs, like they're like legit. They're not so cartoony. No. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. So they, you know, they officially announced the line of comic books, and they're supposed to be the gritty reboots. So we got Scooby Doo Apocalypse, the f- uh, Future Quest, which is like a Johnny Quest, um, and the Flintstones. I don't know. It's not called anything else. But Scooby Apocalypse is going to be interesting. Yeah. The, all the all they had like seventeen different covers for that, and it was all really, you know, really crazy. But you know, whatever. All right. Well, that wraps up DC news. I guess we're gonna get into some Marvel news. At CinemaCon Thursday this past week, the Deadpool sequel was officially announced with the same director and cast along with Cable as the villain, slotted for either October 2017 or January 2018 release. And we've all known, we pretty much knew Cable was coming. Deadpool even says it at the end of his first movie, but it's actually official now, so it's cool to know. I don't know if we have anybody casted as Cable yet. No, I don't. I doubt it. But... Uh, so... Um, Captain Little. America Civil War launches with a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for early reviews, which is... That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, it's expected everybody's going to love it at first, and then it's going to go... I'm sure it won't be 100% forever, but... Yeah, I never take that, because, like... Critics know, are assholes. So that's, that's all there is to it. Um, and the winner is Spider-Man Homecoming, July 7th, 2017. That's... If you don't know what we're talking about on our previous podcast, they were... Going through a couple names of what the Spider-Man movie would be called, and apparently Homecoming wins. So we have yet to understand what Homecoming means, but hey. So next year, next July, we'll all be sitting down in the theater to watch Spider-Man Homecoming, and that should be pretty interesting. And like I said in the beginning of our show, Michael Keaton has been rumored to be the villain of that movie. I don't know what he's going to be playing or or who he's going to be playing, but... I don't know. Michael Keaton's making a little bit of a comeback in life, I guess. Yeah. He's got Beetlejuice two coming out, and he's oh, got, yeah, dude. and he's got Spider Man, and he had. I don't. I never watched Birdman, but a lot of people talk about Birdman. I don't even know what that is. It's a movie. I got. It was like one of the best movies of 2014 or 2015 or something really? like that. It was yeah. It was like supposedly it was amazing, <laughs> but it's. I don't really know. It's not. It's not what you think it is. Birdman is he like have control of birds? No, it's not. Is he a bird man? You have to, you have to see. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty man. interesting. And apparently we have a plethora of Star Wars news. Yeah, there's quite a bit of Star Wars news this week. It's going to be until Rogue One comes out. But, all right. I'm going to zoom in on these a little bit because yeah. there's a lot here. So, Alden Ehrenreich. Um, he was one of the finalists for the role of Han Solo. Um out of the four that you know, the four that we talked about a couple episodes back, he I guess has been reportedly the front runner. Like uh, until he's officially cast, we won't really know. But this guy is supposedly the front runner for Han Solo. Um, 
young Han Solo. Yeah, that's what he looks like. If you guys haven't seen him, yeah, that is apparently who the new Han Solo, young Han Solo, will be. Um, yeah, as far as their books go, there's I saw a, a picture of type him in his Han, type him in Han Solo. Somebody like photoshopped a picture. It looks ridiculous, but it's um. Is that the guy from Kingsman? No, that's that was oh, Taron Egerton. It just shows him next. Time. I guess that picture's not up there. It was weird, man. I don't know where I saw it at, but it was it was pretty interesting. All right, that's good. But yeah, so he's supposedly supposed to be playing Han Solo, which I, I'm not. I I have a lot of faith in the fact that they can do something like. But you have have you watched Looper? No. Okay, so in Looper, did I already tell you this? Maybe. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in Looper, set uh, alongside with. Um, Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a younger version of Bruce Willis and they do a lot of like aesthetic makeup and CGI work to make him actually look like a younger Bruce Willis yeah like it's pretty damn convincing you're like wow he really looks like Bruce Willis like it's so I, I kind of think that they might do something similar to that right in regards to Han Solo and Harrison Ford and they've got all that footage and now that I just learned this week that now they can like go and take old footage and like re- like remove the mouth to make them say different things. Interesting. So I, I don't I don't know how they're how they're gonna do. It. A lot of people are speculating that Princess Leia, her original nineteen seventy five or whatever version come the one from A New Hope will be in Rogue One at the end with new dialogue. Interesting. So Carrie Fisher will reprise her role as a younger version of herself. That's cool. Saying different things. So I don't know how true that is, but it's the same. It's the same concept with the guy Ben Mendelsohn, who, or is reportedly playing Grand Moff Tarkin, and, um, yeah, and then that guy's actually dead. Yeah, and that guy's him. dead. So they're you know they're talking like it's going to be sort of like a Paul Walker, type you know Fast and Furious Seven type deal, um, you know a full CGI. I mean they got to get permission from the guy's family and all that stuff to do that. But all right, well, <clears throat> all right, let's get right on here. Harrison Ford's Han Solo jacket apparently sells for a whopping one hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars. So save up your money, <laughs> hit an auction house, get it. I mean, it, it already sold, but whoever had that spare two hundred grand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. So I don't know, but so the original the original Star Wars trilogy is said to be coming back to theaters sometime this month, this summer. Um, I, reportedly in August, I think it was. Um, but that's really exciting. I, I mean, if it, I, I, our te- Dubois kind of sucks, so I don't know if uh, we'll it'll get, get it. it but, but I think it would be awesome if they we did. didn't get to see those movies in theaters. That was before us, as far as like, in the original three yeah. movies. I, I, didn't, I think I was too young or not even born yet. So I mean, it would be really, really awesome to go back and I would watch them in theaters. I would pay whatever to do it. So I don't. The Force Awakens wins Movie of the Year at the MTV Movie Awards, and that is not surprising to me. Yeah, I think it won Movie of the War, Movie of the Year at the Kids <coughs> Choice Awards, Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards, and MTV Movie Awards, but didn't win an Oscar. Yeah, hey, whatever. But well, I mean, I can't imagine Deadpool winning at the Kids Choice Awards. Yeah. So, just announced this week, Disney Parks, both Disneyland and Disney World, have both broken ground on their Star Wars land. Oh yeah, um, I know. I saw a big picture of a uh, AT Walker that they had like posted. It was in the way in the background. Like R two D two was there, and sweet. 
they had like a 360 camera view you could like see what they, what all they had done and pretty cool they had uh, a couple of tie fighters and oh yeah so it's gonna i'm sure it'll be a couple of years probably 2019 before we even get that um we'll already have slated the justice league in our brains before time time star wars land rolls around Harry Potter Land will already be like 10 years old by that time, so... Yeah, well, I can't wait to go to Harry Potter Land. Right. On uh, Friday night, during the question, the Q&A portion of J.J. Abrams and Chris Rock's Tribeca Film Festival panel, a Star Wars fan asked the Episode 7 director, Who are Ray's parents? His answer caught most everyone by surprise. He says, Ray's parents are not in Episode 7. He revealed to the attentive audience... So I can't possibly say in this moment who they are, but I will say it is something that Ray thinks about too. It didn't take long for the bombshell to spread, and when it did, people were stunned. Suddenly, many theories regarding Ray's parents' parentage went out of the window. Yeah, because if he's saying we haven't seen him, we've seen Luke, so it can't be Luke. We've seen Han and, and Leia, can't be them. So, uh... It says, after the panel then, he clarified his comments. He goes, what I meant to say, or yeah, what I meant was, she doesn't discover them in episode 7. Abrams told Entertainment Weekly, not only, or not that they may not already be in her world. So we may have seen them in the movie. We may have seen them in so the movie. So what the hell? That's why, that's why he uh, clarifies his moments. The Chewbacca actor, Peter Mayhew, reveals Obi-Wan Kenobi lived in the original Star Wars script. Like, I guess he didn't end up dying in that script. Yeah, it's, uh, I tried looking at it on Twitter, but I didn't really, uh, I couldn't see it. Like, I couldn't zoom in enough, and, but, but that's, it also reveals that they were calling, they were saying the word Sith way before the prequels ever even came about, which is where that word originated in the prequels yeah. for the movie universe. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Should we go play? Alright. Okay, okay. And in other news, a Pokemon live action movie. Hell Yeah. Yeah, that, it's about time. Like, I don't, it's, that, that, they could fuck it up or it could be fantastic. We don't know, but I... Just the thought that, that in our life, lifetimes we could see a live-action Mewtwo. Or Charizard. Or Charizard. And Blastoise and Pikachu. And, and just fighting. In any aspect. I mean, it, they're, they're fighting over it between Warner Brothers and Lionsgate. Which I personally would prefer Warner Brothers to right. get. Right, yeah. But I I have also read that Lionsgate would do well. I don't I don't really know. Um, I but that just sound that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's pretty big news for the Pokemon world. Neck and then having Pokemon Go coming out now, it, the world's getting good for Pokemon. That's oh yeah for sure. No excuses, Funimation or I'm sorry, Nintendo. No, for Dragon Ball Z. It'd be Funimation. Fun, I guess Funimation. Toy, toy Animation. Or, toy Animation. No excuses anymore. We want a live-action DBZ movie. Not anything on YouTube. I want to see it on the big screen. Even though, if you guys haven't watched the live-action Dragon Ball Z, if you haven't seen Light of Hope on YouTube, Episode 1, watch that shit. Yes, that stuff is awesome, too. The best live-action adaptation I have seen yet. Um, I can't remember the other guy. There's a, there's a, there's a couple of them on there that are... There are some pretty good, but that's the best. That are worth watching with Light of Hope. That uh, it was definitely the best. All right. Well, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart are in talks for roles in the reboot slash reimagining of Jumanji. That'd be interesting. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if they would be like comedy based Jumanji instead. I don't. I don't. I've. I can't really remember much of the original. Really. Jumanji. I love that movie. Was it hilarious? Was it funny? 
It was good. I mean, it wasn't hysterical or anything. It was just, I mean, there's some funny. It, it's Robin Williams. I mean, he's he's funny. I mean, you're not going to see a Robin Williams movie where he's not somewhat funny, you know, even in those serious roles of his. Uh, I guess in uh, 21 Jump Street and Men in Black join cinematic universes. This rumor has been spinning the web for quite some time, and now it's official. The two movies will be coming together in a crossover form entitled Men in Black 23. That's weird. That doesn't make a sense. MIB 23, yeah. How dude, does that even make sense? I have no idea. Whatever. <laughs> People act like they've wanted it for all this time, but I, I don't know. It's They're going to be combining cinematic universes. and. I wonder if like Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill have been uh, memory erased a few times. <laughs> I don't know. It, I just think it's weird because it, it doesn't... It, it's it, a random ass. Th- I never would have put those two... I know. I know that I've been waiting for you to read that because... I'm glad that you read that because your reaction to that is what I was waiting for. That's weird. It is weird. I, th- I thought it was weirdest shit when I, mean, I first read it. I mean, they could stick Men in Black in any live-action movie just because like they could just say, yeah, there's a- there's been aliens here the whole time. And you just get- I mean, the Jump Street movies are cool. Like, yeah. They're hilarious. And I loved Men in Black 3. A lot of people didn't. I, it wasn't very well-received, but I thought that movie was fantastic. Oh, I liked it, too. So, and, and speaking of... 23 Drum Street and or 22 Drum Street and all that stuff. Channing Tatum has been cast into the Kingsman Golden Circle sequel. Um, so that's cool. I I like Channing Tatum as an actor. I think he's going to kill the role of Gambit. Oh, hell yeah. That Which I read a thing earlier this week that that was coming out this year. I wish. I hope. I don't know how true that is. Oh, but, I'll be seeing that in theaters for sure. But I, I they said it was like coming out at the end of the year. Gambit like, was always my favorite X-Men. Yeah, Gambit's the shit. But this was just from this morning, the next one. Uh, Jeff Goldblum says he's open to returning to the Jurassic franchise for the sequel to Jurassic World. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah. Hell I yeah. can't believe he didn't come, come back for Jurassic World yeah, right. in he the first probably, place, but he probably like didn't think uh, it was going to make as much anything, money yeah. as it did. And it blew it blew records away, and then it soon got replaced with other movies. But I mean, Star Wars. Jurassic World kind of opened up. All the amazing movies we're getting, it started that. Like, yeah, it was one of the best movies in a long time. Right before Jurassic World, I saw Avengers. No, I can't. It was either one or the other. I don't remember. All right. Well, the last news story that we have for today is uh, it's about Saban's Power Rangers, which Saban's is the original Power Rangers creators. Their movie reboot got an official logo and a release date of March 24th next year. So less than a year from now, we'll be watching the reboot Power Ranger movie. And I imagine that by the end of this year, if not maybe with like a Rogue One trailer or something, we will get a trailer for Power Rangers. Hell yeah. I expect to see that by the end of the year. Yeah, I I mean, they've had they haven't stopped making Power Rangers since the beginning, but this is going to be like more like the, the original. Yeah, these are the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and it's, it's going to be pretty interesting. Go, go Power Rangers. I'm I'm pretty excited to see it, dude. I watched like a a mashup trailer of the Avengers set to the Power Rangers theme song. Interesting. It was cool. Like it was really it was really awesome. I, I enjoyed it. It's the original Avengers movie, and then right. all that stuff. So. All right, well, that, that's all we have for Nerd News. We're going to go ahead and move right into uh, some notes about... The only thing we had this week was DC's Legends of Tomorrow. 
which was like a three-week-old episode. Yeah, we were really behind on it, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Um, there was another episode up that Lane didn't watch. Yeah, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Lane never. didn't watch it. We'll talk about that <laughs> next week. Next week we only have Flash and Legends to talk about, and then after that everything will be back. Um, so we have Legends this week, and we have Fear the Walking Dead this week, and then we're gonna get into talking about some Doctor Strange and. Um, the, you know, the Negan theories and all that stuff like that. But we're going to go and do these notes right now. All right. These notes are a little... DC's here. Legends of Tomorrow, Season 1, Episode 9, titled Left Behind. In the last episode of we watched before this one, it was when they were back in the 50s, back when, you know, racism was still common. I think I have that year wrong. It was definitely the 50s. Yeah, I think but, it was... Uh, um, and at the end of the episode, Kronos attacks the ship, but a- as White Canary, Adam, and Hot Girl are approaching the ship to, you know, to go to the different time, the ship leaves. They don't know who, that it's Kronos up there controlling the ship, so they assume, of course, that it, they're just leaving them, and they get a little bit downhearted, and it's a little bit of a sad, but, so that ends that episode, and then it leads into this episode. Adam, White Canary, and Hawkgirl are trapped in Harmony Falls in 1955. After a run-in with Kronos, makes the rest of the Legends crew leave them without them in the previous episode, Night of the Hawk, which I pretty much just went over. Yep, so the trio is forced to adapt to new lives um, after... Um, what did I write? Waiting is now... After waiting is now out of the question. So they're, they're stuck in 1955, and they, you know, they all decide they're going to wait, they wait like 10 minutes, and then they're like, they give up. So they go on with their lives. It was kind of funny because they're like, because uh, Ray is like, uh, oh, they'll, they'll come back. And then it showed a scene. It said 10 minutes later, and they're standing there like, shit. Yeah, yeah they're not coming back. And, I mean, they, which which is smart enough because in time travel, they can come back to the exact minute that they left. So, yeah. you know, 10 minutes is a long time. Yeah, and like, I don't know. And then, but see, the, and then White Canary's point was that, uh, what's his fucking name? Randall Savage oh. is still after them, kind of, and so they don't want to wait in one spot, or they can, because they cannot, she even says, we can't take Vandal Savage, we gotta get, so. Right, so the, the trio is forced to adapt to their new lives after, oh, I already said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ray begins working on a distress beacon, which he thinks he can, and he starts, he takes parts out of his, out of his suit and starts making... This thing to distress, be, to, to talk to specifically the time... The wave Rider. The Wave Rider, their time time ship. So uh, he keeps working on that, and it's been... It says, like, months have passed, and maybe, you know, a couple months of this, months of that, and he finally says... Oh, he goes, uh... Oh, it's finished, and then they all will rush in there, and then it, it, like, blows up, and he's like, well, it won't do that next time, or something <laughs> like that. It was funny. So, at... Uh, uh, Sarah, she struggles to adapt to the to the new lifestyle in this time. She says she misses Netflix and all this stuff like that. And, um, she gets tired of waiting around. She leaves to find somewhere that makes her feel more at home. Um, so there's only one place we know she would go. Right. We'll get to that. Yeah. Fast forward two years. Ray and Kendra have a happy life put together in 1957, where Ray looks to be about to propose to Kendra. Right then, the beacon begins. Well, we gotta get into the fact that we skipped quite a bit there. He becomes a teacher. I I, I mentioned that. That's way before this. I know that. I uh. Well, he's a teacher, and he's teaching a class, and somebody called. 
something Gates is in his class. And he goes, he's got, and then so, and then uh, Ray looks at him and says, "I thought your son was sick." He goes, "Oh, William is, uh, William is with his mother or something." And he goes, "Your son is Bill Gates." <laughs> he goes, "Bill, hmm, I like that," and he writes it down. So this so. has got a nice ring to it. It was interesting that so, and he's a teacher, and I think Kendra's just kind of a stay-at-home. That's She's a librarian. She's a librarian. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's right. She's, he's going to get ready to propose to Kendra. They're having a picnic or whatever. Right then, right before he does that, the beacon uh, begins to work, and Rip Hunter and company show up. Um, well, it's funny because he brought the beacon to destroy it. Like he was like, "I want you to be here when we destroy it," because he said, "Right, it, it's just causing too much shit, and it's never going to work." And, you know, t- after two years, you're going to lose hope. Right, and they they show up. In the Wave Rider, undoubtedly, or to undoubtedly end their left-behind status, ripping Ray and Kendra from their home and jobs that they have held for the last two years. Ray was a college professor teaching Bill Gates' his father, blah, 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 and Kendra was a librarian. Ray isn't too happy about um, leaving, but Kendra is. Um, yeah, yeah Kendra, Kendra is. Yeah, like, Ray has a little hard of her time uh, wanting to leave that. You know, two years of being together in life, that's, you know, that's hard to just get up and get rid of and walk away from i mean you know setting yourself aside which, See, which I, I was watching a video that made a that made a good point it was either really easy to get a job back in 1955 yeah. or well there wasn't as much you know what i mean because like well yeah but they, they didn't have ids they didn't have they didn't have to photocopy your yeah social thing. security numbers like yeah well they're well they're smart enough to get fake went ID up there and was like i know book learning and yeah. they were I like can you teach. can teach our class right I don't know. That guy's son went on to be become Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Thanks so. to Ray. <laughs> All thanks to Ray Pullman. And then, uh, well, Rip Hunter gets off the ship and he goes, "Sorry, I'm a little late." And uh, it's funny though, because now Kendra and Ray are actually two years older than they were. So they're not they're with this group, but now they're just happen to be two years older than they happened they were in the past with them before. So it's right. interesting. That is pretty interesting. Um. So after they all, you know, figure out where Sarah goes, um, which is like what we were saying before, she goes to rejoin the League of Assassins, um, which is where they figured that she would find most homie. Right. Um, uh, we get to see Ra's al Ghul again from the guy from Arrow, which is pretty cool. We like he looks younger too. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And then he has his daughter Talia al Ghul, whom has a little history with Batman in the comic book world. Yeah, see, I, I never really heard of Nissa Al Ghul. That's why I always thought that Talia, Talia's the one that was always Ra's al Ghul's daughter in the, like, in the any comic book, in the movies, I, I mean, in the games I've seen, in the comic books, you know, she, uh, and, like, I guess her and Batman, they wanted Batman to become Ra's al Ghul at one point, and he was supposed to be with Talia, all that bullshit. But... So, it's got like really messed up right here. Well, they go to Nanda Parbot, everybody shows up there, and uh, they try. Rip Hunter tries to think it's going to be simple enough just to break in there and wake Sarah up and just get her, but then she tackles him down and uh, she like says, Intruders! And Which, then your heart drops a little bit. I, I, make a, I make a point in this to say that it, it was extremely easy for them to get in a Nanda Parbot back in this year. And then another thing that's stupid to me, that freaking, right when they're outside the door, that fucking guy, that assassin comes down and then, what's his face? Jax. Jax just punches him in the face and knocks yep. him out. That never, no. <laughs> that assassin oh. trained in that art would never, no, I don't think right, so. Right, yeah, it's, it's weird, man, I don't, 
It was so easy for them to walk. They walked right in the front door and walked right to Sarah's room. Yeah, no, nobody no. stopped them. Back when Arrow and everybody does this in the in the Flare universe, Flash does it, Arrow does it. They have a hard time getting in there. Like they're stopped at every corner. Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, maybe he just didn't have such a huge huge numbers back then. But I don't know. But that shit. Was it was ridiculous. So they go in there and they, you know, like they make their attempt to save Sarah and they get um, tied up and they're going to be executed publicly and blah, 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 blah. And then they demand trial by combat. Um, Rip does. Yeah, and Rip assumes that that means he's going to be able to fight Ra's al Ghul, but Ra's chooses Sarah to be his champion. He goes, I can choose anybody I want to be my champion, as can you. So, and then he chooses uh, Kendra, which is a hot girl. And she's to- completely willing. Yep, she's very completely willing to fight Sarah. Um, now, at this point, her her powers have become dormant in the last two years. Um, that you know, they they ha- she hasn't been able to get her wings. She hasn't had any flashbacks to her uh, past or anything like that. So she's more than willing to um, do this in hopes that it will bring out her powers again. So they uh, they fight. They have a big fight, and she is able to convince Sarah to uh, basically snap out of it. Tells her that you're the white canary and you have a mission and, you know, we have to go do all this stuff. And she basically leaves. She gets permission from Ra's al Ghul to leave after he... he How does it go? He basically finds out that they're Who? from the future. Ra's. Yeah, well, he realizes that they're all together and they can... Cause Talk about. Oh yeah, Sarah. Sarah knew had all the training already. Yeah, he knew. You know, he's not. He's right. Shagul. He knew that she's already had league training, and it wasn't from him. So he kind of just put it all together. Right. Because he's a smart man. And he tells him a bunch of stuff. He's like, make sure your daughter in the future doesn't say stays off of Leanne you or something like that. And and then tells him that she'll be coming in like whatever year it is. 2006, I think. Because why would Talia go to there? Why would I send Talia there? He goes, no, your future daughter. She, I think she's she's going to be called Nissa. <laughs> um, and during all the subplot, uh, actually, it was like right at the beginning of the episode, Kronos at the end of the last episode, and it showed you know Kronos came and attacked the ship, and it in the beginning of the episode they had a little battle, and then everybody got kind of knocked out. Kronos kind of won, and then they all wake up to find uh, Snart missing, and. It's just, uh, for the next, for most of the episode, it's very, like, everybody's like, why the hell would he take Snart? Right, and this, to me, I was just not, I had no idea why that was happening. Well, as soon as they decided they took Snart, that's the only thing I could think of. I, 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 I figured it out. Well, I, I, like I told you, I was I was kind of distracted during a couple of these oh, things, yeah, so I, like, after, I was like, "What? where's Snart? And Amber, my, my wife was like, well, he's gone. Like, he was taken by Kronos. And I was like, why would they take him? That doesn't make any sense. And then it is revealed um, that Mick Rory has been Heatwave this whole time. That's great. No, not Heatwave, Kronos. Oh, that's what I meant. Kronos. Mick Rory, as he, a.k.a. Heatwave, has been revealed to be Kronos. And he's been Kronos this whole time. In other news, Ray Palmer has been noticed to be Adam this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite the reveal. Um, yeah, it's wrote, crazy. How many times has he come across himself? Well, how many times has he fought himself? Yeah, that's crazy. To this to point, that's ridiculous. And the other Mick, I don't know. That's crazy to think about. That's, time travel is fucked up. Yeah, for sure. Well, 
he explains that he's unhappy with Snart and is looking to kill him as vengeance for leaving him behind. So we found out this episode that he didn't actually kill Mick. You know, he shot to the side, but then he just knocked him out. And uh, and he left him in that time. It was like a barren, empty time time zone, whatever it was. And ends up being that the Time Masters had found Mick and turned him in, trained him into being Kronos. Right. So that was interesting. Um. And then they, I mean, they take him as prisoner, and uh, you know, the, hopefully they can talk some sense into him. Yeah. It's basically, I, I don't, I don't exactly know what note the episode ended on. I can't remember. It was a couple of days now that I've watched it, but well, like I know, because uh, Snart was locked up, and uh, Mick goes and Mick attacks Rach and Rachel goes. He attacks Nana Parbat, and they all fight him. Yep, and then they all reveal to him that he's Mick. They give him the Adam suit. They give and uh, Sarah hands him uh, Ray back his Adam suit, and he was. Did you see that scene? Was beast. Yeah. He was like getting small and then turning big and punching him and getting small again, and then he does this. He like punches him up and then punches this fucking sideways. Like, yeah. Oh, he's man status, dude. That yeah, was fucking awesome. And then uh, Snart freezes his hand off yeah. to get out of these ma- cuffs. Oh, dude, that would have Sub Zero freezing your. Oh, oh that, would be, that was that would be that's terrible. But that thing. Yeah, that thing grew his hand that, back. The grew his hand back with Gideon. That's well, awesome. Rip Hunter had it the whole time. He goes, "When were you gonna? Why didn't I know about this?" He goes, "Nobody's needed it yet." And Snart <laughs> goes, "Meh, fair enough." <laughs> but see, Snart did that, didn't thinking he'd get his hand back. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, he, that, that's some that's some commitment to get out. But that's that's all I can really remember about it. The, the next episode's good. I've watched the next episode. Lane didn't watch it, so yeah, I gotta check that. It's out. good. It's a good episode. But, um, yeah. It's very very interesting. A lot of very interesting things happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Maybe not as action packed, right? Yeah, it doesn't always have to be action packed. But, but it's good. Uh, there's love, a little bit of action. I love that fight scene though. With when Adam was that Adam shit was so cool to me. I loved it. Yeah, it's awesome. Adam's Adam's really cool. But uh, <laughs> all right, now we're gonna get into Fear the Walking Dead. Well, the episode starts off and it just. Start showing these walkers is getting washed up onto the beach out of the ocean, and he just like you know one just like he just gets like you know beached, and then he stands up and starts walking in in inland, and then another one you just see coming out of the ocean like oh that's horrifying horrifying, can't even begin to imagine what that would be like just seeing bodies just coming out of the ocean ready to eat your face. Um, and then we mentioned last week that the original theme song that very short but. Pretty, it's like a creepy, creepy movie theme song. It's uh, it's back. We know we heard it again, so that was cool. They uh, the third one. Um, San Diego. San Diego. Their destination to San Diego has appeared to be burned down, according to the yacht log that Nick retrieves from the boat in the last episode. He gets it back, and they look at it, and that their San Diego is marked down to be burned down. So. Um, the um, yeah, and then lost um, my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, so like the, you know that was that was their destination, but the guy, the ship captain, what's his name again? Strand. He is uh, as you guys, my listeners might know that Lane might have a bad time remembering names. <laughs> uh, but Strand has he's like still not believing it. He's like, well, according to that log, blah blah blah, this blah 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 that. But you know, he's being kind of a punk. Like yeah, they said it was just there yesterday. You can't really argue with that. Yeah. Well, and then uh, well, and then like he's like, well, we still got our friends following us. And then Strand looks at the older Mexican gentleman. I can't remember his name. The older guy always has the shotgun. He says, uh, what kind of weapon could take out that boat? He goes, more like a fifty caliber. 
I don't know why I stalked it like that. Like a fifty caliber uh, military grade machine gun would, you know, that's what would with like a mounting system and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so they got they got some serious firepower. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, so they're they're going to they 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 break out this big old map and they're looking at it and they say that we're gonna go to this um, island type deal. Yeah, and there's like a um. A ranger station. Yeah, ranger station and a uh, animal refuge um, thing, and and you know it's a, it looked it looked like there's a lot more going on there. It was like a like a carnival and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they uh, yeah they want to they're doing they want to get you know dock up in some cove somewhere that way they're trying to get out of that that boat's radar. Right. Um. So they go in there and they meet these people. There, you know, there was like a oh, light. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, this lady, this lady was flickering a light during, you know, as they were coming toward it. Um, so like, oh, we need, we need to go there and check it out. And they go there. And these people aren't. They're pretty weird. They, you know, they meet them up, or they, yeah, they meet them up. They meet up with them. The guy walks out of his house. I can't remember that guy's name. What? The guy with the glasses. George. George. I think so. Greg or George. Okay. The older well, guy. Yeah. I feel like it was George. Well, yeah, he was. He seemed like he 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 was weird, but he was nice. Yeah, they were all awfully weird, but they were all pretty nice for the most part. Like, um, and he he had he had a lot of information because he was a you know, like a ranger at this animal thing, and he had radios, and he was talking to different ranger stations all across the country and things like that. So he had a map also, and it had you know it had everything laid out to where. Um, Pretty much Colorado, south and west is all done. Oregon, yeah, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon, yeah, Oregon and uh, oh. Washington. Pretty much the whole west coast is pretty much gone. Yep. Um, Half of the country from their side over. And little do they know, pretty much from Atlanta over, or Texas even over, they, it's gone too. Right. Abraham and them came from Texas. See, now, now all, they almost... He now I I don't know if Travis is smart enough to gather what he was saying, but he pretty much says that they're all infected. Yeah, he, yeah, but I don't know if he doesn't know what we know. I think he just because he think he just says we're we're the he says no he said we're the infected. He was saying oh, okay. he was saying like we're the ones infected. They're they're nature's course of wiping us out. Like pretty much like saying that they were infecting the planet. He did mention it, but I don't think he said he knows it to the point to where literally everybody is infected. Right, know. they don't know about. Like what die, you come from, back, die, yeah. you come back type deal. They might, but I don't think that's, I mean, he, I don't think that's exactly what yeah, he Yeah, he, and he, he, he speaks of it as it being nature's way of correcting itself. Which is crazy to think about, like the happening, how the plants killing everybody in that movie with R- the Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Um, um, well, the kids' dolls, which is the same as the creepy G.I. Joes, <laughs> uh, they, he's naming them like they represent people that they may have known in the past or neighbors or something. They all have like little red dots on their forehead. And then uh, uh, Chris, not Chris, the other one, Nick. Nick. Nick walks in there. He says, what's up with that? Like, what's up with those things? He goes, well, that's what happens to people when they're sick now. And it's just, like, he's so nonchalant. They're crazy. Like, those kids are a little bit nuts, too. Like, in the beginning, they're, like, taking seashells up to these walkers on the other side of the fence. Like they're just They might be the youngest kids in the show set aside from Judith. Yeah. You know, I mean, Judith Judith is going to observe, you know, she, she's got she's got the... Uh, I guess advan- if you want to call it an advantage, growing she—that's all the life she'll know. 
yeah, if you want to call it an advantage of a baby having a sponge for a brain, pretty much, um, she's just going to adapt. Yeah. She'll probably like, it's not going to be weird for her at all. Yeah. But these kids are young. They're younger than Lizzie and Mika from season four or five. Yeah, I think. much. You know what I mean? Those kids were messed up, but these kids are even worse off. Yeah. Well, and then we also find out that uh, all the fires we're seeing and stuff, like in San Diego, they, and they verify that San Diego is indeed the done, burnt down. Because they're napalming it. The military was napalming the West Coast. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy as hell. Um, those were all the notes I took. Well, the island people, the you know George, the family there, uh, the woman is trying to convince them to take her children because she has meningitis. She specifies, saying that you know she's not going to die tomorrow, but she doesn't have a whole lot left to live, and she knows it's only a matter of time before that place they're living isn't quite safe. Right. And. Um, also, in a previous scene, I think Nick was looking for drugs because you know he was looking through a medicine cabinet, and then he finds a little globe, and he finds pills in there, and I just assumed they were drugs, but he later specifies that they are actually poison pills. He he thinks that he says to them, "The dad's gonna, how did he say it? I can't even remember. He's gonna like knock off the family, is what he thinks. So it was yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna he the dad is all about tribally being born. Uh, killed on where you you know on tribal ground whether die you're. with your family then die with strangers like, right like so he, it's very culty the way that this guy was yeah, going to handle it strange but nick doesn't or nick as he's finding that globe the little girl walks in and starts asking him to draw pictures with him or with her and then he and puts he, it away yeah he puts it away and goes back and then uh later toward the end of the episode that well we'll i'll get to that in a second the um, the mother wants to... Did you get to that? Yeah, the mother wants to take the kids because she wants them to have a better... She thinks they'll have a better life yeah. off. But see, but little does she know that they're not going to have a great life anywhere. It's going to be way harder traveling. And, you know, it's... I don't know. I don't... I think that she was a little bit nearsighted on that. Right. Well, none of them know. No, I know that. That's the that's the hardest part about watching Fear of the Walking Dead is watching don't. them make terrible decisions. They because, still think there's hope. Yes. Yeah, that's... That's for damn sure. That's one way to put it, dude. That's... If there's anything that is gone in Rick Grimes is hope for a future. Yeah, they know, you know that there's I mean? no place normal anymore. Um, I know Strand at one point. Strand leaves the ship. He says, "Oh, they we lost them. You know, we lost the other boat." And Strand takes his keys. Like they make it a thing, and then the Mexican guy like looks like what the, and then uh, the Mexican guy starts rummaging through all of his shit and finds like a automatic machine gun. He goes, "Ooh." And he finds a bunch of, a bunch of maps, maps to Mexico and. All these things listed. It's I don't. I'm. I wonder if this guy's like a drug trafficker or some sort. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty because weird. What we see, Strand communicating with somebody with some type of satellite phone or something. Something that still works. Like a yacht phone. Or he goes, oh, well, it's all done, and we're no. He, he little shady. He's thinking. He's, I'm thinking he's a little shady. Right. But well, I like him though. Oh, I do too. He doesn't. He's he's like shady, but like he's got. He's not wrong. He's got a Shane mindset, and I like it. Mm-hmm. I I hope. I kind of hope he sticks around for a while. Yeah. I keep I keep trying to think like when fear if if and when fear well, the Walking Dead it gets to see a season six, keep trying to think which ones are going to still be here. Right. Oh, no, we'll see. You know, what I mean, I kind of hope that 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 Mexican guy is here. I like that, that older Mexican guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he's cool. He's smart. he's a survivor. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I think he's a badass. Obviously, Travis. I think Travis will be there forever. And I he's think like, he's the Rick of that. Show. I want to say that I guarantee you. That, that his little his other kid, the one that's pissing everybody off. Yeah, 
I bet you he's going to be there for a while. I know. I hate him. He's a, he's turning into a little punk-ass bitch. Yeah. I think I, Carl needs to whoop his ass. Yeah, I, I'm guaranteeing that. I don't. I as much as I would love Nick to be around because he yeah, he he reminds Nate Lane and I of James Franco. Yeah, straight out of Pineapple Express, James <laughs> Franco. Yeah, as much as I would love to have him around for ever, I don't think he's going to be long. Again, that kid is the one that played Voldemort. Yeah, uh, Nick Frank played Delane. Voldemort from the sixth movie. Young Tom Riddle. Young Tom Riddle, asking Slughorn about Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's later. They're uh, getting ready to start packing things up after they find out about the poison. Like I said, he tells the Nick tells his family about the poison, and they go in there, and then the mom starts bringing down suitcases for the kids, and then the little boy runs down saying, oh, there's something wrong with whatever her name is, my sister. And then they head upstairs. Willa. Willa is the name. Willa, to find one of the most crazy scenes we have seen in this show. Yeah, the so the little girl got into the poison pills took one and then the little boy goes downstairs says something wrong they all come running up the little girl's laying on the floor um and the mother you know the mother starts freaking out picks her up and dad comes walking in he's like what happened he looks down he sees the pills on the table he sits on the bed and he's like oh my god and then the little girl's eyes open up just white 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 cloudy eyes and it was it was mortifyingly it was emotional starts to eat her mom it was crazy. She turned. It's the youngest zombie we've seen. Maybe instead um, that girl from the very first episode, the one that Rick shoots. Yeah, little girl. I don't know. Like they're pretty close in age. Maybe. Yeah, they might be. That shit was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty nuts. For it was a. It was a good ending. It was the ending oh, yeah. I wish we had last week. Yeah, but, but it was. Well, then they take the boy. You know, they still try to take the boy, but the older brother. You know, there's another older brother that does the cleanup, and he does. He always carries a rifle with him. I can't remember if his. I, I kept wanting to think his, they were saying his name was Seth. Uh, maybe that not right. Seth. Like it didn't. It didn't seem like they were saying Seth. I don't know, but he uh, comes and like pretty much puts them all at gunpoint and makes them give the brother back. And he's like, "Oh, we're staying here." He goes, "My dad set us up for here. We're staying. We're not leaving." And then they leave. You know, he gets off the boat with his little brother, and then. They see their mom as a walker walking down, and it's you know that's great, that's emotional too. It's a little young little boy, and he, the older brother tells him, just just wave, just keep waving, and uh, you know the, the, on the boat they're waving at him, and he you know the kid kills his mom. He, he has no qual, you know he's ready for it. Like it's not, I mean, <laughs> not quite the insane amount of what Carl did had to do for his mom. You know, pretty much gave birth to his sister and then killed his mom. Yeah, that's crazy. That's oh. nuts. Yeah. Well, that ends that. Yeah, that's for sure. That ends that. That episode was pretty pretty insane. We didn't get a trailer for next week either on our end. We don't, mm-hmm. we, don't we don't watch it live, so but so I don't know what to expect out of next week, but it should be good. All right, and uh, all right now we're gonna get into we're gonna talk a little bit about Daredevil if you want. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about Daredevil. Uh, I had watched season one of Daredevil like pretty much when it came out. And I had been waiting for Deej and Amber to watch it, you know, so they needed to catch up. And uh, they finally caught up, and since and in that time, season two came out. It was so hard for me not to start watching it, but I waited, and we actually watched season two, episode one, last night. And it was pretty fucking awesome. Like, yeah. That show is awesome. I really liked Daredevil season one. I thought I thought uh, Wilson Fisk was a fucking animal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll see him again. I know it. And I I loved everything about it. The, all the fight scenes, you know, watching him become Daredevil and learning about his past, and 
you know what a what a great show to, what a great way to set up a show yeah it was perfect it's a perfect show yeah it, it, it was it was beautiful in every aspect about it. about it you know what i mean like th- i love their approach to to doing flashbacks as opposed to the way arrow does their flashbacks like it was just it was just great um the the production value on the show is like just above yeah. and beyond like it could be it might as well have been a movie the guy that plays Murdoch is awesome too. I love. I think he does a great job. Dude, Daredevil. Th- this makes Daredevil look not like he is unbelievable as a superhero. Yeah, absolutely. The stuff that he can do, the stuff that, that he can smell, he can hear people. That, that it's just nuts. I think it'd be a very hard, it'd be a very good fight between him and Oliver Queen. I think. Oh, be, I agree. I agree completely. Fight. I just I, I don't know, man. He's, he's nuts. What about Batman? I don't know, man. Because I mean. <laughs> Batman can defeat Green Arrow pretty good, pretty easily. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I wonder if the Green Arrow Green Arrow has the, the best chance. Did the Green Arrow in the comic book universe did he train with the League of Assassins? Not that I know, not that I'm aware of. I do not think that that happened. That's why I get confused. Like nothing I've ever seen has ever made it seem like that they wanted Oliver Queen to be the new Ray Shaw Ghoul. That's why I, I, I as far as I know, no. But so I, I'm, I'm wondering. There's how so that, many adaptations. I'm wondering I how. Batman would face off against this Oliver Queen from Arrow. Oh, I still think Batman would whoop his ass. Yeah, but uh, Batman I think he would is be a little bit more formidable foe. Than oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Green version. Arrow is the only human that Batman has fought that has a, could stood the biggest chance. You know, like that's right. far, as far from what I've read. Like, you know, there's no other regular human. I what I mean, regular human. You know, people like Batman, Daredevil, and but Bat- Daredevil is obviously Marvel, but um. Yeah, Oliver Queen stand, but still, Batman is still just a little greater. Yeah. Bat- Batman is the best regular human. It's just as simple as that. Like, there's no, he even like you know he's even better than Ra's al Ghul, and that's why Ra's wants Batman to be take over and be with Tali al Ghul and all that. And, right. But you know, Daredevil's extra senses just makes him. We've seen him kick an arrow out of the air, so you know, I mean, he could probably catch arrows just as good as Oliver can. So I don't know how good an arrow would be. But we did see in season one he fights that Asian guy that's like that martial artist guy, and he's, he's having a hard time. Up from it, dude. So I mean that makes more of a chance for Oliver. But you know, but Daredevil's only in season two. You know, wait till season five Daredevil see how great he is then. And yeah. Then put him against season five Oliver. You know, so. Yeah, for sure. I don't know that'd be crazy. Yeah. But I guess we'll have to just. It's just, I, I mean, I always want to say, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but that'll never... Yeah, we'll never see that. We'll never see it. Um, they also had freaking Oliver Queen losing against Hawkeye in the death battle thing, so I, I call bullshit on that. Yeah, me too. But, but, but yeah, that I just, I I have so many great things to say about season one, and I will, I will preach it to everybody that everybody was right, first of all. I, I will say, everybody that told me that it was good, I, I need to watch it, and I was like, eh, I don't want to watch it. <coughs> I am angry that I didn't. Um, yeah, and the best thing is it's on Netflix, so if it all comes out at once, you ain't got to wait week to week. You can watch it. We can watch it all whenever. Right, but we're we're just doing it week to week because that's the only time we have the time. Yeah, and we can talk about each episode. And yeah, so... Well, uh, season two, episode one starts off with him just beating ass. You know, he just, you know he's doing a regular crime fighting things like Oliver Wood or Batman would. You're going pee? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, DJ's gonna go pee. And when he's done wiping, we will get back to it. But, uh, it starts off, you know, and you see a silhouette a little bit, and the cops are chasing down this group of people, and he, uh, whips out, you know, and takes care of each one of them individually, and 
he's just bruises the beast like he just is that he he has that same type of fear aspect as batman you know like when you see batman's silhouette and you see those you see those ears you see that cape that just looming figure daredevil doesn't quite have that but he's still close enough you know you see those devil horns and one part one person in the episode even said a little later on he says uh I always knew the devil would come for me, but I thought it would be after I was dead. And it's just cool. Like it's just so cool. Like and then uh I think now would be a good time to announce that we could probably do a Daredevil special. Not sure what yeah. we're watching. Yeah. I mean it'll be a little late in the game, but you wanna talk about Daredevil every episode or just Yeah, I mean we could do that too. Yeah. Instead. It'll give us something to talk about. Yeah. But um, so starting from this point on, starting today and every Monday, we're going to be talking about season two Daredevil, so episode one. We're talking about today. Next Monday, we'll be talking about episode two. So which is cool. It's cool because for for those of you that have already watched it, you know what I mean, and don't have that many people to talk to about it, you can hear us l- watching it week to week. Right. Talk about each episode. Trying and to break and it have it unfold to us who don't have any idea what's happening. Right, and you can sit back in your car or wherever you're listening to us at, and be like, "Those, they don't even know." You know what I mean? Same. Right. It's the same same deal with us and those of you who are watching Negan come to life on Walking Dead, and you're like, "What the hell is happening?" And you don't read the comics, and we're sitting back being like, "You don't know what's coming." Like it's ridiculous, and we get serious enjoyment out of doing stuff like that. I love seeing people, um, or hearing people speculate and think about things they don't know about. I just think it's great because I already know. And I just I love hearing their thoughts on it right. and, and everything like that. And it's the same thing with like Star Wars, but we're all speculating together because none of us have any idea. And it's it's really cool when they take when they take the canon yeah the canon out of it. Like the canon extended universe is gone, so nobody has any idea what could possibly be happening right now. So it's just it's just cool. Like, well, um, well the episode continues. Uh, there's like an Irish gang meetup, like the Irish, because now that Fisk is gone, there's battle for turf and all this bullshit because Fisk kind of had the entire Hell's Kitchen under his thumb. So uh, the Irish are meeting together and then they're having their meeting, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, what seems to be an army just unloads on these motherfuckers, dude, like kills the shit out of them. That's why I love that it's on Netflix too because it can be that brutal. It's not yeah. It's not subjected to cable TV. You know, it's it has whatever it wants to do. I wish it didn't have Marvel stipulations and they could say fuck and stuff. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. But uh, and it said more than once that oh, it was an army that attacked us. It had to have been an army. <laughs> They're looking for a military group with high-tech weapons. Yeah, and then um, so obviously Daredevil gets interested. You know, uh, a guy, a, one survivor from that Irish group contacted Murdoch and Nelson to try to you know Murdoch and Nelson. Murdoch and what? Nelson and Murdoch. Whatever. They cont- well, I was. It just rolls off the tongue better. Nelson and Murdoch. He contacts them at a bar, trying to get you know, cause you know he wants to. Obviously, you're the only survivor in a gang attack like that. People are gonna assume that you had uh, taken it. You know, they're gonna assume that you had something to do with it. So, he wants pretty much saved, but he ends up getting. He starts bleeding out because he had gotten injured during that. So they take him to the hospital under a false name. But uh, so. Uh, that leads Daredevil Murdoch actually to be interested in this, so he goes and they, him and Nelson go to investigate Foggy. Um, yeah, they go to where do they go next? They went to, to the crime scene. Yeah, they went to the crime scene and and um, that that black detective says a whole bunch of funny lines. Yeah. Um, this guy's got a what's he say? I don't remember. He's got a bulletproof vest on as thick as my dick. 
Oh yeah, this other detective here. Because how the hell are they gonna blast a hole as thick as my dick through this fucking thing, through this bulletproof vest, through his body and out the other side of the same material? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, they, I mean, and they even think too that they're like, oh, it's a, it's had to have been an army that took this, this down. Yeah, that's all people think of, but little do they know. Right, and Murdoch goes and investigates that black guy, that gun dealer. Um, that sold a gun to Wesley in the last season? I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, he sold a gun to Wesley, I'm pretty sure. I haven't. It's been a while since I watched season one, so you're going to have He sells the gun to Wesley, who then dies by the same gun. Yeah. That, so, um, but, you know, and he goes and roughs him up, and he gets, you know, gets all this information and whatever, and then he, he gets a, a location, I believe. Yeah, he says something about he's only heard about these, these military-grade weapons going to this. Uh, meat market of sorts. Yeah, and he goes. So, so Daredevil goes there. Um, he he's very menacing. I I love how menacing he is. Just turning corners so quietly, and and uh, it's just it's very interesting. He walks in, and he there's a, just a bunch of cows hanging up, and then and then he realizes that there's people hanging up on these hooks down at the end, and one of them is still alive. And that was to my earlier point where he says, "I always knew the devil would come for me, but I thought it would be after I was dead." Right. So he takes him up off the meat hook, lays him on the ground, and he says something to the along the lines of, uh, "You know, nobody did, can escape him. Says, who did this? Oh yeah, who, yeah. yeah." He says, "Nobody can escape him." And then Daredevil says, "Who are they?" He goes, "Not they, him." Him. Oh my god! And then the very next scene, you see big old fucking black boots walking down the hospital, um, and it it. it <laughs> I'm laughing at what I'm going to say after this point. Well, before he gets right into that, we all know that Punisher was supposed to be coming in this season. And we do all know that uh, John... John Barenthal. John Barenthal is from The Walking Dead as Shane is playing Punisher. So that's going to lead into what DJ is going to say here because he finds it actually... I mean, it's funny to me too. But. I, I just think it's ridiculous. But yeah, so the it, you know the, the camera pans up. John Barenthal is walking through the hospital as Punisher. He's got a big old shotgun hanging from his... Uh, belt and he you know he begins firing away and well before that the security guard yeah that's what that's that's what i meant i'm getting my i'm getting my timeline mixed up here but yeah security guard tries to stop him he 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 takes the gun from him and pretty much pretty much you know uncocks it knocks the guy out and then very stylishly and sexily throws it into the trash can next to him all in one motion all in one yeah one foul swoop just Boom! And I looked over at Lane and I said, "That's the second time I've seen this guy in a premiere throw something away in a fucking stylish manner, yeah, dude, or in a ridiculous manner." In The Walking Dead, when he's sitting there with Rick in the car before the, you know, when they're still police, yeah, before, yeah, when they're still police officers, they get a call to go out to the 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 guys that are that that eventually shoot Rick. They're eating lunch. And They're eating lunch, and they said, "All right, we gotta go." And he crumples up the thing. He goes up and he goes, "Poof!" into his trash can. He throws it away. The way he does it, so it's ridiculous. It's way over the top, and I laugh at it every time. I used to call I called Lane into the bedroom. I said, "You gotta see the way this guy throws this thing away. It's fucking ridiculous." Yeah, before I even watched the show, he and, and I remember our buddy Jake. We just sat there and laughed at it for hours. I watched it. I could, I watched it on a loop. I think because the way he throws it away makes no it no feasible sense. He throws it away like that trash needs to know that it is trash. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm better than you, trash. I'm going to throw this shit away. 
And he does the same thing with that gun. Like, he just tossed it in the garbage. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's funny. It really is funny. So now we're going to wait for maybe a potential third show that he premieres in. <laughs> and if it happens again, then we know there's... It's like, in his contract. with throwing shit away? It's in his contract. It's got to be. But, uh... Well, so then, you know, like, he starts shooting willy-nilly. I mean, it's Punisher. He knows what he's doing. Uh, as far as I know from the Punisher, he will not just kill innocent people. You know, he's not a bad guy. He's more... He's an anti-hero. You know, he's not going to go kill instant innocents, but he will kill bad guys, so... Uh, it's crazy, though, that one man did all that, and everybody thinks yeah. that it's uh, an army. Yeah. yeah, but it's the Punisher. You know, we, if you know who the Punisher is, then it's very feasible. You know, so he starts chasing them down, and then, uh... What's her name? Uh, Murdoch's assistant lady... What's her face? What's her name? Karen. Karen, who is also from True Blood, if you guys don't know. She's uh, Bill Compton's... Uh, si- she, he sired her, but anyway. Um, he's chasing him down, and then uh, they end up escaping. And uh, it shows him as in a sniper. He's like on a rooftop with a sniper about to shoot this guy. The guy you know, the, the surviving guy. And who shows up but Daredevil to start beating some ass. And what a good fight. Oh, it was such a good fight. He, you know, he, Daredevil seemed to have the upper hand at first. I believe Daredevil has the upper hand with skill and fighting and just being able to fight better, but Punisher is just so tough and strong. Yeah, brute force. And he also definitely. has skill. You know, he's not just a brute strength guy. He has military training and shit like that. So, But he just fucking beat the shit out of Daredevil. You know, Daredevil probably punched him 15 times, and then Punisher probably hit him three times, and Daredevil was almost out. Like, yep. It was crazy. And then, and then the episode ends, like, real, real well, abrupt. Well, like, Punisher starts walking away, starts running away. And then Daredevil chases him down. They start fighting again. And then uh, uh, Daredevil knocks Punisher to the ground. And then he and then Punisher pulls out a gun, points it at Daredevil, and says "bang," and then shoots him, which seems to be in his head. Right. And then the episode ends right as Daredevil's falling off the building. He's the only word Punisher says in the entire first episode. Bang. Bang. He was, smiled and everything. Bang. It was great. It was a good episode. Oh fuck yeah! I can't I was, wait till episode two. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. This show. But speak. Speaking of adding things to our repertoire, Lane is now. Two episodes behind on this, but we are also going to add Supergirl to the repertoire. I don't know if we're going to talk about it weekly. Maybe we'll do something at the end after we're all caught up, but we are currently doing that. Um, yeah, we might just have a Supergirl special, maybe. Yeah, where we talk about everything that, that's been going on. By, by the time that happens, it's going to be old news, but we're going to talk about it because we're nerds, and this is Nerdtocalypse, so we got to do it. Um, right. And then after that, we're going to try to catch up with Gotham and things like that, but... Um, Right, and we'll, we'll go through this rest of the stuff briefly. Yeah. Uh, so the new Doctor Strange trailer dropped this week. That was good. Yeah. It actually dropped a week, almost a week ago now, but it was really, it was really interesting. A lot of crazy things happened. I am a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan. He he is one of my favorite actors right now. He's fucking amazing in everything he does. So this, right. this is not going to be any different to me. I oh, can't wait. So I know that there, there are a lot of history of videos out there of Doctor Strange, and we, we learned... And we talked briefly on it last week, but he's kind of he's kind of like uh, Marvel's version of Shazam, and, and he has a lot of. Uh... See, he's not like C- Captain Marvel Shazam. Not that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Shazam the Wizard. Right. He's not anything like the guy Captain Marvel that says Shazam. He's actually like Shazam because right. I know in some adaptations they refer to Captain Marvel as Shazam, which is like it gets confusing. But right, so it's it, it's going to be. The, the trailer the, doesn't tell much. I have you. We still. It's just a teaser. We don't know what the plot is. And we, you know, it's right. very Inception-y, and a lot of, a lot of things happen. When that dude though, like or chick, I guess would be. It was like a bald chick, type deal. Um, kind of like One Punch Man styles him. Right. 
and like pushes his soul out the other side of him or I think whatever. I do with the training to become magical because I don't know much about Doctor Strange to be honest. I don't know a whole lot about him and his history, but I do know, you know, he does magic. But I believe he needs a, like talismans and stuff, like you know, like he uses a lot of tools. But he is very powerful. Like I think, pretty sure he would rape Superman because of the fact that he does do magic. Yeah. Well, yeah, Superman's. Susceptible. Not, yeah, susceptible to magic. So it's going to be. Uh, I'm sure he would. So, you know, like, you know, we're going to keep posting. You know, there's going to be apparently two more trailers. Like, there's always seems to be three trailers of every movie. Right. And we'll get, like, we'll, we'll learn be getting more. the same thing for Rogue One, too. We'll get another yeah. trailer. And I, I'm betting. This is this is the way the way that we're thinking. Next trailer will have, for Doctor Strange, we'll see a little bit more of a plot type deal going. It'll probably be a fir- the first full trailer, and then same thing with Rogue One. We'll get a full trailer, and that one will have like a tease of Darth Vader. Oh yeah. Toward the end, I doubt it'll be like a lot, yeah. and then you um, yeah, and then we'll get we'll get a little bit more after that. But oh, it's Dan. Um, but uh. All right. Well, yeah, and then uh, also the Captain America Civil War early reviews. We kind of we, we kind of went over that. It's getting great reviews, and the trailers are obviously awesome. Right. So, we're we're trying to figure out a time where we can go and check that movie out. Probably on opening weekend. We're hoping, but people. I mean, it, the reviews are rave, 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 rave. Yep. Um. Well, that pretty much covers everything we want to talk about. But there is one thing that I want to add. The latest episode of Dragon Ball Super. Has got to be one of the best episodes I've seen, easily hands down. It to all the Dragon Ball Z fans out there, I saw a guy post on Facebook. He pretty much said it exactly how I feel it. He goes, "This episode gave me those kind of goosebumps that original Dragon Ball Z used to. If they can keep making episodes such as this, it's gonna be it can be just as good or better than Dragon Ball Z as long as they can do it." You know, we've all seen Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. We all seen Super Saiyan God. And he fought Frieza like that, but him and Vegeta had been training. In the hyper, before this tournament, you know, we had a Dragon Ball Z episode not too long ago. If you want to go catch up on that, that's fine. But they've been fighting in this tournament. You know, not too much to talk about is happening. I don't mean to stop you. I believe that's episode six of our podcast. It's not labeled. There's no title for it, so. Okay, so it'll be the one without a title. But, uh, there's a, you know, they, so they pretty much, they kind of pretty much easily defeat these guys in the other Universe 6. They're not all that tough. Until right. they get to this hit. His name is Hit. He has this amazing ability to stop time for 0.1 second. But when you're moving as fast as Dragon Ball Z characters can move, 0.1 second is a very... That's, you know, you can do a whole lot in that time. It's vital. Very. And, and his another thing, you know, he's really strong too. But his main thing is he knows how to hit you where it matters. Like... You know he's like you know he every he's, hit he, he makes is a vital hit. Yeah, he's like, an he's an he's a, an assassin, and, he, and nobody's ever been able to beat him. You know more he's like he's nobody's ever survived with that many. He beats Vegeta fairly simply as Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, and but he does state he goes nobody's ever survived after that many hits from me because he hits you know like he may not hit you the hardest, but he hits you exactly where it matters. Like right, and then he. Uh... You know, Vegeta has to bow out, and then Goku gets re- you know Goku gets reinstated into the tournament because of the, the bullshit cheater that frost. happened. Um, so then he's up, you know, he's up to fight Hit, and um, he has to learn how to adapt to that point one second d- delay that everybody that Vegeta didn't have that advantage over. He didn't know. Yeah, so like Goku was able to study him a little bit, and 
Goku figures out how to counter that point one second. Goku just guesses or estimates where the attacks gonna come from, you know, because they're moving quick. You know, he right. know, you know he, he has experience and so that that time leap of his pretty much goes nothing. And then Goku transforms into Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan, and it seems that he has hit on the rope. Like hit has no chance. And then hit does this thing called um, improvement. Improvement, which Piccolo seemed to know what it was, but. He can kind of mimic the Super Saiyan transformation ability where he just improves in the middle of a battle. He can just get... The stronger his opponent is, he will just gradually improve more and more. Which is crazier than hell. Like, that is a crazy ability to be able to have. Like, And Piccolo looks absolutely mortified that he can do it. <laughs> so he, he improves his time leap to 0.2 seconds. Um, and then, you know, Goku and him go go at it again and then... You know, he gets Goku gets like knocked to the ground. Yeah. You know, because that extra point one second. You know, Goku got used to that point one second, but it pretty much doubled. And, and then and then hit kind of hit kind of um, predicts that Goku's gonna. He's like, I know what you're doing. He goes, and I'll just improve further. You know, he goes, uh, you're gonna take hits for me until you get used to this point two. He goes, but it's pointless because right now I'm at point five seconds. Right, he improves he even improves further. further during between the little bit of time that Goku was trying to figure it out. So he's a whole half a second. So he, time my leaving. God, this thing he does, man, hit stand. They're pretty far away, and hit just all of a sudden is right in front of Goku. Just he punches him like fucking thirty times, man, and just and then all of a sudden he's back where he was. Like it was so fast and instantaneous, it's hard to imagine. Right. And Goku's just looks like Goku's almost dead. Like you know, Goku's fucked up. And the the announcer starts asking him, you know, if are you you know are you able to still fight? Are you gonna are you gonna stand up? And then he almost announces the winner as hit. And then Goku stands up and he's like, I'm gonna do it. I can still fight. And then proceeds to pull out a technique that I'm gonna let the DBZ master talk about. Well, the episode is titled. It was a huge title, but it was like counterattack something something. And then it was Goku's new technique. And Goku says, he goes, well, he goes, this attack, this technique only has a 10% chance of success. He goes, it could kill me if I do it, if I do it incorrectly. And then he just begins to start powering up really intense. And it was fucking, at first I was like, I was like, oh, he's going to use KO Ken. But then I was like, well, maybe he's going to do Dr Super Saiyan 3 because he was screaming like that. And even the Kais were like, man, why, the guy likes to scream, doesn't he? And he was like, well, and then uh, old Kai's like, you wait and see. He goes, it, it's necessary or whatever. And... He's starting to power up just intense. It was the best power up we've seen yet. And Vegeta says, Oh my god, this? Like, you know, he's like, Oh my god, that pow that power. And then Goku, he just stops powering up all of a sudden. And then he goes, And he says something. And he goes, KO Ken, boom! And he just fucking blasts it, dude. And they, like, the red aura is around his Super Saiyan blue aura. And as you know, KO Ken has the ability to increase your power double. Regular KO Ken doubles the power that you already have. And so, like, when he used it in Dragon Ball Z versus Vegeta, you know, he was just doubling his power, and then he could do times three, times four, which, you know, obviously quadrupled his power. But he never had to use it in Super Saiyan because it's, as Old Kai states in the episode, Super Saiyan takes a lot of stamina and takes a lot of wear and tear on the body itself. And K.O. Ken is very dangerous for the muscles in the body. It can actually, like, you know, it, it hurts you. So to even think about combining them was, it was just unfeasible. Now, we did see it one other time when he fought PyCon in the Otherworld Tournament, but he, that wasn't technically canon, but it's still we saw it as Super Saiyan. But uh, Goku like says, oh, with this, with the Super Saiyan Blue, I can do it because with the with the combination of the Calm Mind and the physical power, it makes it more withstandable. He can actually do it. 
and it is one of the coolest looking goddamn things I've ever seen. Like, I had tears in my eyes just waiting for what was coming, and it was just fucking. It was nuts. But, mm. but we're forgetting about the the important thing that happens toward the end of it. Well, I'm not finished. Oh, keep going then. Well, I mean, you can go and say whatever you need to. I, I was just agreeing that it was crazy. Yeah, and then uh, he, Goku, you know, he does his Kaioken, and that aura is huge, and he's just, and then he and then he starts powering up again, and then Hit just looks a little bit scared, and then even Beerus was like, what is he doing? Like, he goes, and then uh, Weez is like, what, are you worried about it if he did that against you? He goes, well, of course not. He goes, but I wonder why he didn't use his ability to begin with, and then all of a sudden, and it, you know, Be Beerus looks a little worried, and I think... Goku might be surpassing him because, you know, he wasn't that far behind him when they fought. And now he's stronger in his regular Super Saiyan Blue. And he used a Kaioken. And so, you know, Weez is like, holy shit. And then Hit looks horrified. And then Goku powers up again. Just a big-ass fucking beast-ass power-up. And he does Kaioken times ten. And he just unleashes on him, man. He's just beating his ass. And he's doing that time. That he's like that time leap won't matter now. My power, my power is so far exceeded yours. It doesn't even matter. And he's just beating the shit out of hit. And then Goku's like, oh, he starts noticing his body's getting sore. He goes, shit, I gotta hit this in one in one attack. And then he fucking drops to the ground, and does that very famous Kamehameha. Just a long, oh my god, it was huge. It was so fucking awesome. And uh, hit tries starts to block in it. You know he does this thing, whatever he's doing too. And then. Uh, Goku powers it up and starts blasting it, and I think the episode pretty much ends during that little, that little energy blast thing. And uh, it was just so fucking cool. Like if, if you love Dragon Ball Z, this episode it brings back those types of goosebumps when Goku, when Gohan went Super Saiyan two, when Goku went Super Saiyan three, when Goku first went Super Saiyan against Frieza, even Piccolo fighting Super, I mean Android seventeen before Cell. Like this was right on par with all that. It was fucking amazing. Yes, I agree. It was nuts. Very, very nuts. I Lane hit everything on the head. I don't have anything more to say about it. It was just insane. So brutal. Oh, my God. Goku. That, that last fight is just awesome. That is power. Like we power. posted it on our page. If you can handle Japanese just Dragon Ball watch Z, that scene. watch it's, it. It is nuts. Um, that, I don't know. Like I have a hard time believing Superman could really stand to that, man. A Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, Kaioken times ten. He is then tenfold stronger than it's it's Super crazy. Saiyan God Blue like that. Yeah, it's nuts. It's it's it was like speechless. I was just like, oh my god, like that. It Dude, was... I still think that that there we're still gonna get something else. Maybe because there's still more. I mean, in the show, they obviously they fight more on the next episode. So that Kamehameha wave obviously didn't finish him. So I mean, I still feel like Super Saiyan Three Blue is in. The, in that would be awesome as shit. It almost seems too obvious. Maybe they won't do it, but I want. I want it. I want to see it. That shit would be fucking crazy. Could you imagine Vegeta? Oh, no. <laughs> Vegeta would be furious. He's already pissed. He's already yeah. He's already pissed. Vegeta's like, God damn it, Kakarot! You're always one step ahead of me. He's like, you know, it's just I don't know that episode. Uh, I was cannot amazing. wait for Funimation to dub these. Oh my god, that whole episode with Sean Shamo's voice instead will just. That's what gives you the goosebumps, dude. Like when he does that Kamehameha wave, there's nothing like that Asian woman. Nothing against him. I mean, I love it, whatever. But Sean Schemmel. You can almost hear it though, because I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I gotta get a clip of that this morning and put it in the podcast. And I went to go look at it, and I was like, I was like, and Lane says, oh, it sucks. It's in Japanese. And I was like, dude, I wasn't even thinking. I was hearing it in my head as Sean Schemmel. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it's gonna be so cool to get that clip, but it would be pointless because nobody have any idea what's happening. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it. 
I cannot wait for that. I, I have not had these feelings since I was a little, little boy in elementary school rushing home to watch Dragon Ball Z every day on Toonami. But now I have to wait every week, every Sunday I come over here and we watch it and then I just... Yeah. It's killing me. I never thought I would have to do this again. I think we're getting a warning on there of some sort. We're getting close to our limit. I, th- I don't Probably know if there's a half. limit, but... Well, anyway, that pretty much covers... It's pretty much everything we want to talk about today anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, that's pretty That's pretty much going to be the end of the episode, but um, I don't have any more... Any, any, Like I said, next week we're doing our, you know, normal stuff and... Um, yeah, and if you watch Daredevil... Oh. No, it might be an internet thing. Oh, yeah. Well, if you watch Daredevil, you know, catch up on that. We're going to be talking about, uh, so like I said, starting today. It's episode one, and every, and every day on, next episode. So episode two next week, episode three after that. So if you want to listen, follow along. And if you haven't watched it, maybe watch it with us. We'll keep, in, you know, keep, in pay, keep on par with us watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got one episode to... Uh, yeah, it says one minute and 55 seconds. I think there is keep a up on. So, all right, well, I'm going to take this last minute to uh, tell everybody who's watching on Facebook or who will watch on Facebook later because no one's on right now. But May 4th, may the 4th be with you. Don't forget. We're doing our Star Wars special. It's coming, you know, it's coming up real, real fast. Uh, just a couple weeks and then we'll be doing it. Um, we're going to be talking everything from uh, Episode 1, Phantom Menace, to Force Awakens and theories and all that good stuff. Got a couple special guests coming in. Should be a good time. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And uh, you guys have a good night. Have a good day. Enjoy the nice fucking weather. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back next week for a brand new episode. Thanks. Peace out. Nerd Talk Ellipse has assumed no claim and is not endorsed by material used in this podcast production. All music, sounds, and references are copyrighted under the franchise name. Nerd Talk Lips can be contacted by phone, email, or social media. You can contact us by email, nerdtalklips at gmail.com, on Twitter, at nerdtalklips, or by phone at 814-299-6653. For more content, you can check out our blog at www.nerdtalklips.weebly.com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you heard today, we want to hear from you. Please leave us a review on iTunes, or you can find us in the Android market on Stitcher and Player FM. If there's a subject you wish us to talk about, please let us know. We will do our absolute best and research the subject and bring it to you next episode. Thank you for listening to Nerd Talkalypse.